The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody it is friday october 20th 2023 and it is indeed a heck of a morning we are live on the mma fighting twitter space you can hear the show in its entirety shortly thereafter on the mma fighting podcasting network hello there i am mike Hack. very excited why because it's ufc 294 eve everybody we are on the eve of early day mma we look forward to this stuff love the early day mma we get two very intriguing fights at the top of UFC 294. We got Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky too. We got Hamzat Shemaev, who looks like a freaking behemoth at 185 pounds, fighting Kamara Usman. We got Magomed Ankalaev, Johnny Walker. High stakes fight there at 205. A lot of other fun fights. A lot of intriguing matchups, a lot of prospects. There's going to be a lot of uh, squash matches on this card as well. And what's crazy about this episode of the program, the day before UFC 294, the weigh-ins are done. The real weigh-ins, done, real quick. It was over before I woke up this morning, which I was very excited about. Everybody made weight that are in the big-time fights. We did have two weight misses. But all the fights that were on the books, at least as of right now, will go on as scheduled. So the weight misses were... Let's see. Mike Breeden missed by three and a half pounds. And Victoria Dudikova, who... When asked yesterday who I thought were, were locks... 
to win on Saturday. Dudakova was probably at the top of my list. I still feel that way. Uh, she missed by 0.6 pounds, 20%. Goes to Jin Yu Fry. But everybody else on weight, we already had the ceremonial weigh-ins. We heard from Volkanovsky and Makachev, who said nothing of note. And we did not hear from Kamara Usman or Hamza Shemaev at all, which I thought was kind of surprising. But all systems go for tomorrow. We will have the watch party tomorrow, 1.45 p.m. Eastern, so you can join us for that, whether you're ordering the pay-per-view or not. And we're actually doing something we have never done before in the aftermath of a pay-per-view event. We're going to try it out. For all you youngsters out there, for all you hip, hip kids out there, for all you TikTokers out there, we're gonna, I'm actually going to be going live on the MMA Fighting TikTok right after UFC 294. Right after. So we're going to do a, a little reaction. You'll get my immediate thoughts on everything. And I have no idea how TikTok really works, so we're just going to wing it. And we're going to have a good time. Because there's got to be the press conference. We'll obviously cover that because Jose's there. And usually those, those press conference live streams take forever. And we just want to get into the reactions. We just want to get into what happened. So I'm going to do that right there on the TikTok page. And then we'll have the post-fight show and all that fun stuff. So it's going to be a busy weekend. We can talk UFC 294. We can talk about everything that happened today. Plus, it is also free-for-all Friday, so we can get into whatever the hell you want. So let's go. We will begin with the PGA Putts. Hello, PGA Putts. You're muted. Hey, Mike. Heck of a morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the 155-pound division here. Um, if Islam Makhachev wins on uh, uh, Saturday, um, do you think the likelihood is that we see him and Justin Gaethje at, at UFC 300? And um, also following up on that in the same division, uh, big Armand Sarukian fan. Um, I know he has a fight upcoming with Benil Dariush. Um, if he wins that, what do you think his ceiling is in terms of his next opponent? And is he a guy that potentially needs to continue winning um, impressively, such as uh, maybe uh, uh, Ankalaev, in order to get the big time shot? I'll, uh, I'll obviously get off here and listen. Appreciate all your time. And, have a heck of a weekend. Thanks, man. I appreciate the questions. I'll start with I'll start with the Islam stuff. It should be Justin Gaethje next. It should be Justin Gaethje next. But we don't know. We don't know if Makachev is going to go up to 170, which I've talked about this a million times, and I talked about this on BTL yesterday as well. I have no issue if Makachev wants to go to 170 after this fight. Makachev goes in there and beats Volkanovsky and says – I'm going to welterweight. I want to fight for the welterweight title. I'm fine with it under one condition that he vacates the lightweight title. And I don't see why that's a problem for anybody to do. Do you think anybody cares that you have that? Do you think anyone who's won a second belt, like it is, it doesn't mean as much if you don't have the other belt. Like it, it's same friggin' thing in most people's eyes. If you vacate the title to go up and fight for another title, people are still going to continue to be like the uncrowned champion anyways. So if 
Makachev wants to go up to 170, fine, but vacate the 155-pound title and let this division move forward. If he chooses not to do that, it should be Justin Gaethje. Will it happen at UFC 300? Not really sure because I kind of feel like they might just reserve that spot for the Conor Chandler fight, and I don't think they're going to put Makachev and Gaethje on the same card. Maybe they will. I don't know. But Gaethje should be next without a doubt. Armin Sarukian. There are talks about the Benil Dariush contest. There are folks who have already reported that that fight is happening December 2nd. Um, I'm told that is not the case as of right now. There were talks about that fight actually headlining that card. But now, if you saw the reports yesterday... There are talks about Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green headlining that card in Austin. And if you're asking me which one as of right now is the front runner between those two fights to headline that event, it's Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green. Not done, but there is smoke to that, to that report that Hooker and Bobby Green are going to headline that card. If I'm Armin Sarukin and Benil Dariush, I ain't fighting December 2nd anymore. If that's not a main event, then what are we doing here? That is a way more – no offense to Dan Hooker and Bobby Green because I those guys are super fun to watch. And Bobby Green deserves big opportunities. He could get that Mazadal rub and push right now. It's very possible. But the more intriguing fight by a mile is Sarukin versus Dariush. That fight is – really interesting to me so if you're not if you're like that fight just being thrown into a fight night featured bout just doesn't do it for me now you want to do it december 16th cool you want to do it in toronto cool i fine maybe it does happen december 2nd but i saw the reports that that fight was happening december 2nd we reached out to multiple people we were told it's not done we're told it's not done. In fact, when we talked about this fight a couple of weeks ago, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Because Darius went on Luke Thomas's live chat and said that it was going to be December 16th. I told you guys it was being discussed possibly to headline December 2nd. Nothing has changed. So, but that is the fight to make. 1,000%. And I really hope it happens because I want to see it. And the winner of that fight should get a big one. The winner of that fight should get a big one. I don't know who it's going to be, but lightweight's the best division in the sport. And it's not even a conversation to me. It's the best division in the sport. The problem is we're just, it's the same names. They're just squatting. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating when we have guys like Sarukian, Gamrot, all these up-and-comers, and they're not getting chances. Drives me nuts, but it is what it is. But, dude, I still want to see Sarukian Makachev, too. That's the, that, that, I eventually want to get to that point. J-Mac, hello. Not going through. Uh, try again, J-Mac. Pop out and then pop back in if you want to get back in here. J-Stat, hello. 
think Elia, who else do you think needs a impressive performance at a uh, UFC 294? And uh, also, who do you got winning the NBA championship this year? That'd be all. Thanks. Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to just be a homer and say the Celtics. I think they have a really good chance this year. I actually have – I'm more excited for the beginning of the NBA season this year than I have been in a long time. I think they got the right guys to make a run. Do I – Do I? It, would I bet money that they win it all? Probably not, but I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I feel like they can get it done. It's a good question. Who needs to just go and show out tomorrow that really needs it? I mean, the first, I think it's pretty clear it's Muhammad Bahayev to me. I think he needs to kind of get back into the, the good graces of fans. Like, I think so. People see so much potential in this kid, and no, I don't know if anyone's been higher on him than I have been. I mean, I was ready to crown him a two division champion after he debuted. Cause I already, I followed his amateur career very closely and I knew how incredibly talented he was. And he's only 21, 22 years old. He's got another decade of athleticism to grow into. So he's not even close to a finished product. And he's already that talented. He's got Tim Elliott. This is tremendous booking. This outside of like the short notice changes and ankle live. Johnny Walker was just the no brainer here. Because the UFC set that fight up for a reason. I'll get into that in a moment. It's probably Makayev. He needs to go out there. And if he doesn't go out, he just needs to be more fun. He needs to find the killer instinct. He just hasn't had it. Yeah, you go to Tapology and you go to Wikipedia and you see finishes on his record. But he ain't blowing the doors off of people. He's like a minus 900 favorite in all these fights. And he's squeaking by. I love this fight. I really do. Because Tim Elliott doesn't give a shit who Muhammad Bakayev is. He's going to go in there and fight his ass off. And he's going to make – he's going to force Muhammad Bakayev to be fun, I think. So I really like this fight. But he needs to have a – he needs to – he needs to show up. He needs to show up. But Ankoliev needs – Ankoliev needs a great performance more than maybe anybody on this entire card tomorrow. And I'm not talking like going out there and just winning three rounds. I'm talking about he needs to go out there and murk Johnny Walker if he wants any chance to fight for the belt next year. Because right now, this fight matters in some respects because Jamal Hill is going to get the winner of the title fight. He's going to get Prohashka or Pereira. And personally, I'm cool with that even no matter what happens in this fight tomorrow. But let's just say something pops up. Jamal Hill ain't going to be ready till September, October or something of next year. Maybe the knee doesn't heal up the way he thought it would. It's an important fight. But man, Magomed Ankle, I think Ankle Life is the best light heavyweight in the UFC right now. But he's just not fun to watch. He can be. He's just not fun to watch right now. And that has hurt him. That has hurt him a ton. So it is imperative that he goes out there and shows out tomorrow. And honestly, it's imperative for Johnny Walker to do the same because that performance against Anthony Smith left a bad taste in people's mouths. 
two guys who can be exciting, who haven't been very exciting lately. It's a big spot for both guys. But outside of that fight, it's Mahalov. Let's see if we can get J-Mac in here. J-Mac, do we have you? Yes, you have me. Um, so, Mike, I was just looking at the um, MMA um, fighting uh, schedule. And for UFC, uh, I think it's 295 or 6. It's the one with John Jones. Not 295. Um, it still has Derek Brunson versus uh, Roman Delize as the scheduled under the undercard. I know that uh, Brunson's fighting in the PFL, so I'm just wondering, did Delize get a substitute fight? Um, and uh, if he did, who is it? Um, and that's it. Appreciate it. Uh, Delize is fighting, just not at MSG. He's fighting December 2nd, and he's fighting Jared Cannonier. So probably a better fight for him like he gets more from beating obviously it's a it's a way bigger opportunity like Derek Brunson is obviously a name and people know who he is but he just hasn't been the same guy in a long time so Brunson to the PFL and now Delize fights Jared Cannonier December 2nd in Austin and a fight that means a whole hell of a lot more than the Derek Brunson fight did he goes Roman Delize goes out there and beats Jared Cannonier he is in play he ain't getting like it's not a win that's good enough to get him a title shot he's still gonna have to win one probably two more but boy does the line get a little bit shorter for him if he beats jared cannonier we'll see what happens i haven't looked at the 295 lineup in a in a minute Obviously, we got the main event. We got the co-main event. There is no better one-two punch this year, in my opinion, than those, than, than that. Jones, Stipe, Yuri, Alex Pereira. Are you kidding me? That's just ridiculous. Jessica Andrade, Mackenzie Dern, Pat Sabatini, Diego Lopez, Matt Frivola, Benoit Saint-Denis. Chef's kiss right there. Josh Van, Kevin Borjas, Matt Schnell, Steve Ursig. That fight's just going to be absolute chaos. Jared Gordon, Mark Madsen. That could be really fun or really boring. Uh, Matush Rebechki versus Narula Aliyev. That is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, Denis Bajutka versus Jamal Emers. Sadikov versus Slava Claus. Tabitha Ricci, Lupi Godinez. Kyung Ho Kang versus John Castaneda. That is what, 12 fights? 13? 13 fights. That's going to be your lineup right there. That's going to be the card. And that one-two punch is tremendous. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Abzwalia. What's up? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, yeah. So just two questions. One's at NBA and UFC, um, one's UFC 294. So my NBA question is... Um, uh, with, uh, how do I send this? All right, so which player, in your opinion, has the most to really prove and show out this season uh, in order to beat some of the narratives that they have, um, you know, acquired over the last few seasons, you know, regarding their situation or even in terms of, you know, what they have actually succeeded in attaining within their time in the league? And my question for 294 is regarding Hamza Chiman, Kamara Usman. Do you, um, do you think, like, based on some of the open workouts we have seen, that Hamza's wrestling could really neutralize Usman, the way Usman managed to do that to um, Tyron Woodley or RDA in the past? Um, and if that's not the case, what, what chance do you reckon Hamza could land the uppercut, uppercut KO on Usman um, within the fight. That's why I've had a great day. Thanks, man. So to me, and look, I'm I'm playing Homer again here. To me, this is this is the Jason Tatum show. This guy has his moments. He's a clutch playoff player at times, but he just ga- he has gassed out in the playoffs the last two seasons. He has just crumbled. In a lot of respects. And I look, I'm not saying this to take a shot at him. It's a long season. All those games, and you have to play those playoff games, and you're just running your ass. Like, it is a lot. But the greats can get through it. The greats have that second and third gear. And Tatum, I think, can get to, to gear two. But I haven't really seen him get to gear three when they really need him. Like, he did not show up at all for that Heat series. And the Celtics, I don't care what you tell me. The Heat is not as good as the Celtics. They're not. They weren't. On paper, they weren't. But they just wanted it more. They were in better shape. They were ready to go. And they kicked their ass. That one hurt. And Tatum was a big part of that. It's a big year for him. This is a big year for him. Because people see how good he is. But he's got to go the whole... He's got to go all the way. He's got to go end zone to end zone. I have to see it. I have to see it. He's the guy. He's the dude. To me. 
that has the most to prove in my eyes. Hamzat Shemaev Kamar Usman. I, I mean, I, look, I'm obviously intrigued by the fight. Incredibly intrigued. And people have been asking me over and over again. We've talked about it on the show. Do I feel like the, the changes to 294 has made the card better than it was before? And I say no. But I don't think it's – but it certainly hasn't gotten worse, which in my opinion is a huge win for the UFC. Because how many times has this happened? How many times do we lose a massive fight and then lose another massive fight and we get shit instead? Like, just go back to December. Go back to December. We were supposed to get Yuri Prohashka, Govitashira 2 in the main event. And that card on paper, even with that fight, like, that fight was carrying it. But still, it was the fight of the year. One of the best fights ever. Maybe the most fun title fight of all time. And we were going to get the rematch. And then Yuri gets hurt. And then Glover is like, nah, dude. I'll fight in Brazil, but I ain't fighting anybody else on that card. So we get the Blahovich and Kalaya fight, which wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. And then we got a co-main event of the UFC's, like, tent pole pay-per-view event with Patty Pimblett and Jared Gordon. And I'm not saying this to dog Patty or dog Jared Gordon. I love Jared Gordon. Patty is an up-and-coming star. I get it, but... Patty is not a pay-per-view co-main eventer. He's just, like, that was just bad. Like, the event was bad. It was just all bad. It was not good. And then we get Volk, and then we get Usman in there. That's huge. That's huge. I don't think it's better, but it's certainly not worse, and that's a huge win for the UFC. Having said that, this fight between Shemayev and Usman is intriguing. If Usman can stay on his feet and box with Hamzat Shemayev, he's got a chance to win. He does. He can win. He could possibly finish Hamzat Shemayev. We've seen Hamzat get cracked. We've seen Gil Burns hurt him. And if Usman lands something real clean on him, he could do it. But... At any point in this fight, at least in my eyes, if Hamzat Shemaev takes Kamara Usman down and gets he gets on top of Kamara Usman, he is going to absolutely annihilate Kamara Usman. He's going to kill him, and it's going to be bad. And I know Kamara is great takedown defense. That's awesome. He can have great takedown defense, and if he can use that takedown defense to stay on his feet, tremendous. He's got, he might have a chance to win. The, he, he might have a good night. But if Shamayev gets him down and gets on top of him, he is going to annihilate Kamar Usman. So I don't think that it's a neutralization thing at all. I think if Shamayev takes Usman down, he is going to absolutely destroy him. Because Usman ain't getting up. And it's going to be a rough night with that guy on top of you. I don't know if you guys saw the ceremonial weigh-in face-off. Shamayev looks absolutely gigantic. And Usman looked good on the scale. 184 and a half. Shamayev made weight. But boy, when they rehydrated, Shamayev looks like a light heavyweight. And Usman doesn't. So, Usman's best chance to me is that I like, I'm so excited for this fight because I think Usman's going to play this very smart. And I think his best chance to win is get or get got. 
Just go in there and unload on the man. Unload the clip. Force Hamza Shemaev to get uncomfortable. Force him into a war. If you try to have a technical fight with Hamza Shemaev, he going to kill you. So don't do it. Put him, put him in a position where he has to fight outside of his comfort zone. And Usman is just powerful and technical enough to, to, to land something big and get him out of there. But if this turns into a wrestling thing and they're exchanging against the fence and it's a clinch battle, Hamza is going to kill him. So I'm intrigued to see what kind of game plan Usman comes up with. We were talking about BTL, like what the most shocking result was w- would be. Imagine if Usman like submits Hamza. Like that, I would be stunned if that happens. That would be a stunning result. Usman knocks out Shemayev. I'm not going to be surprised at all. I'll react in like a, whoa, I can't believe that just happened. It, like, just even if Hamza, like if Hamza goes up there and ethers Kamara Usman, like, I'm still going to have the same reaction. Like, man, cannot believe that just happened. But I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested. I'm interested. I like the Costa fight better, though, because I want to see if, if Shemayev can muscle around Costa. I think he's going to have an easier time with Usman in that respect, but Usman is still a very dangerous man. I'm fat. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. But there's a very real word that Hamza absolutely annihilates him tomorrow. Cole, go ahead. Good morning, Mike. Uh, happy Friday. Um, yesterday, my buddy was asking me, is this one of the most stacked cards of the year? And while I, like, laughed at him, I, I like – and I don't agree with that. <clears throat> I actually like thought about it and I have a true or false question for you. The top two fights of this card, one day will we be able to look back on this card and say that this card was headlined by four of the top 20 greatest fighters of all time. That's what I like. I think this card is high, or, like highlighted by the top by four of the top 20 of all time. So what do you think about that hot take? I mean, two are definitely there. Volk and Usman are definitely top 20 all time, for sure. I think Makachev, like, Makachev could probably get there. He might even be there. I have to, like, actually go through the entire list, but Volk and Usman are clear as day there. Makachev could probably just be outside of the 20. Because this sport is new, but, I mean, top 20 ever, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. It is very possible. I don't know. It's tough. That's a tough question. I'll say Man, it's a great question. All four of them? Because I think Hamzat's going to get there. So I think you're going to have three. If Makachev loses tomorrow, he's not going to make the list probably ever. That's a bad loss for, for, for this type of a conversation. Not in like the overall annals of the history of the sport, but in terms of like who's the 20 best fighters of all time, if Makachev loses tomorrow, he ain't on the list. 
and probably never gets there. But Volk, if he loses, is going to be there forever. Like, Volk is one of the 20 best fighters we've ever seen. It's just, it's there. He's that good. He's that good. I'll say yes. I'm going true. Because I think Mak- I'm I, I think Makachev's going to win. However, um, do I have it here? I have two bets on this fight, and neither of them are on Islam Makachev. Even though I think Islam's going to win. I just can't ignore the value. I cannot ignore the value on Volkanovski here. I can't do it. Four-core sports. Go ahead. There you go. You got, you got your, your header for, um, for the, the podcast. Is Islam Makachev a top 20 fighter of all time? But um, I... I was watching um, Embedded, and um, I was very surprised. Well, I, I shouldn't be so surprised, but I was surprised how strong what's it called, Hamza looks at, at this weight. The way that he was able to pick up um, Daniel Cormier effortlessly was just uh, pretty outstanding because I was like, wow, like if he's able to just pick up and slam what's it called, Usman, it, it's a good night right there because... Usman struggled with Leon, and I know Leon just tripped him. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Leon probably distributed his weight um, and that Salt Lake City card, you know, to the point where Usman, you know, had to just ride it out until the ending of round one. But um, if Shamaya is able to do that, I mean, I could just see that the second that he brings him down, is then the fight will be determined on whether Hamza wants to finish the, the fight on the floor or he wants to just, you know, just punish him. I could just see that Hamza just wants to get in there and just, you know, get out and just finish him early just to, you know, make a statement. Um, and then um, lastly, I saw Tim Elliott ended up, uh, I think you guys ended up putting it out there as well, that Tim Elliott uh, put out um, the fact that he believes Muhammad Mahayev, uh didn't make weight. Um, I, have, I have a feeling... Did these guys have like any type of banter against one another um, in the past? Just because I feel like they're not, you know, it seems like they may have some type of history. Although, what's the cause? I know a lot of people in Otno has, um, you know, put it out there their picks in the past uh, for Mahaya versus Tim Elliott as a as a future um, bout. But uh, really interested on in that fight, and then the the curtain jerker. Um, I don't know too much about him. I mean. The guy looks like he's chiseled, chiseled in stone, but um, the other uh, Magomedov, uh, do you believe that fight will go the distance? All right, that's all I got to say. Thanks. Do I believe that fight will go the distance? No. Bruno Silva's tough, man. He's a tough bastard, so... I think I don't think it's going to the cards. I think Magomedov getting in that spot, fighting in front of that crowd, being in that octagon. I think he's going to be ready to go. I think it's going to be fun, but Magomedov's a bad man. Bad man. Elliot McCoy, like I don't know if there's like history there. I mean, there's like just the sort of back and forth banter on social media. That's kind of how this all started. But Makayev's done that with everybody. I feel like he has tweeted and talked trash about every single fighter in the division at this point. So I love that fight. 
I think it's, like I said, this is perfect matchmaking. Even after Makayev's debut, when he just absolutely lamped Cody Durden, I picked Elliot then. That was the one I wanted. And that Cody Dirt and that Cody Durden win has aged really well. Like really, really well. Because Cody Durden has looked pretty damn good since. That that win has aged tremendously gracefully. And I almost feel like I almost feel like they've just kind of they've they've slowed and the UFC's pretty decent at building prospects. They ain't great. Bell I think Bellator is probably the best at it. Although they've made some mistakes along the way as well. But like I feel like Makayev could have just got pushed even quicker. We could have made this fight like with Elliot's second fight. We definitely or in Makayev's second fight in the UFC. Could have definitely done that. But I think the UFC was just like, look, we gotta pull the trigger on this. We gotta see what this kid's made of. We gotta go. We gotta go. And now we get this fight. And this is perfect. If he goes out there and just ISIS Tim Elliott. Just push him even higher. Let's go. Give him... Definitely give him a top 10 guy after this. You could go as high as you want, but I love this fight a lot. I think we're, we're going to see what he's made of. We are going to see what Muhammad Mahayev is made of tomorrow. Because Tim Elliott is going to be in that man's face all night long. So I love that fight. Love that fight. And I'm with you. I'm with you on the on the Shamaya thing. If he takes Usman down and Usman is on his back, he's done. Like he is done. But Usman has really good takedown defense, so we'll see if he can avoid it. Panda. Go ahead. My man Mike, how are you? Good. I will be short and I will be sweet. We are one and two technically riding you because I took Edson Barbosa last week as well. Very sharp of you. With that being said, what are we taking this week? Lastly, I went a little crazy yesterday. I said three belts, and you're right, okay? Hamzat is not going to make heavyweight. He just isn't going to do it. John Jones would ragdoll him. No, he won't see 170 either ever again because it just physically is impossible for his body to make it. So, yes, I would like to walk back my take, Mike. But he will. He will wear two belts. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't, especially if uh, Magomed Ankalaev or maybe even... Yuri Pahashka wins the belt. Whoever it is who has it, when they have it, I think comes out ragdolls them. Have a Friday, Mike. Dude, I think I think Muhammad, I think uh, Ankle Life's a tough, really tough matchup for for Hamzat. Honestly, I kind of like don't even want to see that fight because I think you would make. <laughs> there's a very good chance Ankle Life just makes Hamzat boring. Just completely, there's a chance like he completely slows him down, and. I don't know. Look, there's Hamza Chabayev could get iced by Kamaru Usman tomorrow. Like it's very possible, and then all of this goes away for 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 the foreseeable future. So, yeah, three three belts, kind of crazy talk, but not out of the question though. Again, if you saw Chabayev in the ceremonial way, it's he's a monster. He's going to have, by the time that this fight starts, he's going to have 20 pounds on Kamara Usman. He is going to be well over 200 pounds. He's going to be about 210, maybe even more. He's a giant. So, there you go. 
where are my bets? Where are my bets? I will share them with you. And you guys can rate me however you want. Here's what I got. Fade me if you must. I won last week, but mostly because Logan Paul, Dylan Danis actually took place. And I just went all in on it. And it paid off wonderfully. I have Alexander Volkanovsky plus 225. I have Alexander Volkanovsky small sprinkle inside the distance at plus 500. I have Hamza Shemaev inside the distance at minus 115. I have Ikram Alaskarov inside the distance at minus 250. Muin Gafarov plus 170. Muhammad Yaya plus 140. Yaya versus Peak over one and a half, minus 105. Nathaniel Wood by decision plus 115. Mike Breeden, Jubilee, fight goes the distance at plus 120. And then I have three parlays. I have Dudikova, Basharat, Alaskarov, minus 164. I have Dudikova, Ankalaev, Alaskarov, minus three and a half points at minus 115. And I have Makachev, Volk, over one and a half rounds, Alaskarov versus Alves, under two and a half, and Basharat, Henry, over one and a half at minus 122. That's what I got. That's what I got. Now, could I add more to that? Possibly. But that's – I actually feel I feel pretty good about that slate. The Volk ones, I'm going to be sweating out a little bit. Obviously, Hamza inside the distance, I'll be sweating out a little bit. But I love – I think the parlay – I think all three of those parlays are going to hit. I feel pretty good about those. If Vicar Malaskaroff loses, then uh, – that's gonna be a t- it's gonna be a tough tough day for your boy if Ikram somehow loses that fight, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Fade, feel free to fade. I don't hate you for it. I'm definitely not a sharp. I just go for value. I'm a value guy, and I see value in a lot of those things. So that's where I'm at. I can't bet. Um. I just I can't bet Makachev at that price. I think he's going to win, but I can't bet him at that price. But Volk at plus 225. Volk inside the distance at plus 500. I think there's some juice there. I didn't. It's very small sprinkle on ITD, but Volk at plus 225. There's a lot of value there. There is a lot of value there, in my opinion. So we shall see what happens. GC, obviously, will have his bets as well. He will be on the watch party. Jed will join us for the co-main event. And then New York Rick will join us as well for the main event. On the watch party, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Uber's picking me up at 4.30 tomorrow morning. And then off to New York first thing in the morning. All right, I think we're going to wrap up here. Thank you all for another fun week. We will have a preview show for UFC 294. It'll be myself. The wise wordsmith, Shaheen Al Shadi, and my best friend, AK Lee, 1 p.m. Eastern. Join us for that. It's going to be a good time. And then tomorrow, just very busy day. People's pre fight show going down, uh, I believe. What time is that shit going down? 11.30? I think it's 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Oh, maybe 9.30. I don't know. I'll find it. Hang on. Want to make sure you guys have all the right information. Where are you? 
Come on now. Uh, let's see. Nine thirty, probably like nine fifteen a.m. Eastern Standard Time. People's Free Fight Show. Uh, I will not be a part of that because I'll still be traveling. But it'll be Jed tagging in him and Casey, and then we'll do the post fight show. And again, we'll have a live reaction on the MA Fighting TikTok. I will hop on and just react to what we just saw for a little bit. So, and probably answer some questions there as well as we await the press conference come to an end and then we do the post-fight show. So let's go, everybody. Buckle up. UFC 294 tomorrow in Abu Dhabi. Should be fun. And we appreciate you. Happy Friday. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, have a heck of a morning, everybody. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.